0: Have you noticed since menopause that your like body is completely changing? No,
1: no. I feel like I'm 20. <laughs> Do you mean like like when your boobs are like, present? And I'm feeling have- a lot of changes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm feeling a lot of changes. There's maybe a little bit more weight gain. I feel like I can never eat a carb again. And with this, like, sedentary lifestyle of um, COVID and the multiple um, video chats, like, it's crazy. Yeah. So I thought, you know, I I think it was a good idea for us to invite um, health coach and play expert and author Janet Olmstead. Um, She's been coaching and and been in the fitness industry for like 20 years she's on a mission to reignite people's passion for play to fight chronic disease while improving their quality of life as they age through her coaching platform called the play for life system she helps busy women over 50 remember what it feels like to feel good and have fun so like i'm not over 50 but i feel (laughs) like i need to be reminded how to feel good and have fun so um welcome janet thank you for having me
1: and Janet one of us is over 50 here
2: (laughs) me too me too it's all good
0: (laughs) what was that like aren't we lucky one of these things just doesn't um
1: it's great to have you on Janet like Ramona and I and and lots of women that we've spoken to we're you know we're we are talking about this during the age of COVID and You know, so we're all working from home, and a lot of us are working extra hours and wearing multiple hats. um, You know, whether we're playing homeschool teacher or we're just trying to keep up, or Mm -hmm. you know. And so, you know, there's a big increase in um, women looking after their own health and wellness. Um, There was a really great uh, report by Pinterest's chief revenue officer who said that they're seeing on Pinterest like a huge spike in self care and fitness. And I think that's because like, I don't know, um, Ramona and I've talked about this. Me personally, I have to work out all the time right now when I can, because it's the only thing that calms my mood and my brain down from all the craziness going on. But Mm -hmm. it's also a challenge because like Ramona can attest, you know, you're wearing multiple hats, you're, you're doing a job that requires you to work more than eight hours or 10 or 12 hours a day. We're struggling with our kids, trying to keep them busy and off screens, but let's face it, they're on screens like minimum eight hours. And we're trying to figure out, you know, what is the next step through COVID the longer we stay home? How are we gonna cope? How are we going to, you know, keep ourselves healthy and our kids healthy? And like, and just like, how are we gonna balance all this? So. You know, it's, it's great what you're doing because, let's face it, uh, big thumbs up. Who loves to put aside time every day for a really tough workout? I'm going to give that a thumbs down. Um, it's, it's like an errand or a task. And if we can find ways to approach it that are a little more fun, maybe bring the kids in, I think that will make this a far more tolerable experience. But it's hard when you're over 40, your body changes as Ramona said, like things are slowing down, even though things in the world are speeding up and metabolism slowing down. We've got that middle age spread that we have to conquer. Collagen is like decreasing. There's like a whole bunch of stuff happening. So we're excited to hear what you have to say about women in this like crazy time that we're in and how we can keep moving and how, what we need to know about our body after 40 and how we can keep that little body of ours, happy, healthy, and, um, not, not too um, loaded with carbs and treats and snacks during the day.
2: Yeah. Well, on the, on the one hand, we're super lucky because, um, in the turn of the century, people didn't live past 40 right? Like the last century, 1900s. So all of a sudden we have this um, gift of exploring things that may not be so comfortable and there may not be a lot of, um, it's kind of, you know, figuring out what is the right path for you. And as the opportunity to turn 80, what is that going to look like? And with what you're saying with COVID, all of a sudden the health, your health is kind of a top issue. It's like, oh man, What am I doing to keep healthy? How can I survive through a pandemic? What steps can I take to prevent my health and come out the other end better? And other things that are happening um, for a lot of women in this stage and age of menopause is there's uh, there's people that have had empty nests and now they have kids home. They, all of a sudden, they're shifting their focus to like, uh, wow, like how do I cope with all the relationships in my house? And how do I, I'm burning out from uh, the work, the work that's being, like you mentioned, like all of a sudden you're working more than eight hours a day, you're juggling all the balls still. And how can you put your health and the fact that you're going through all these menopausal body changes all at the same time um, in the forefront and still feel sane? right? Like, yeah. How do you manage all that? That's a lot. And um, the shifts in identity, responsibility, and interest may feel a little disorientating, but they also create an opening for positive change, which is kind of um, an ironic time to build healthy habits, especially around managing all the changes that are happening. So I think it's an opportunity. And um, I look at play as as the catalyst um, to get people excited about moving their body again without thinking they have to add on more stress of getting a workout in and blah, because you know, where are you finding time when you're managing all those things all at once right now?
1: Yeah.
2: Change.
1: And that's so important about- too. Oh. Sorry, <laughs> go ahead.
2: I was just gonna say, tell us a little
0: bit about play.
2: Well, I, you know, play is a real opportunity to give yourself permission to think outside the box of all of a sudden our our the the world that a lot of people were living in was uh work and um trying to fit in going to the gym and um trying to manage all the stress and all of that and um play is a real opportunity to like i was saying using play as a catalyst uh, sorry i use it as a metaphor for exercise So when you look at the whole day as an opportunity to get to move a little more and to have the opportunity to explore new things without these rules around what it should look like. For example, you know, a lot of people are surprised when they find out that the only reason an hour workout is actually a thing is because that's how, that's how trainers get paid. Um, And, and that's cool, but you don't need an hour. Um, there's the World Health Organization has um, laid out parameters for uh, cardio, so heart pumping movement, strength and recovery, because recovery is super important, especially as we age to reduce stress. And, you know, um, for someone that has been unconditionally moving, um, they've maybe put it on the back burner, you know, getting off that yo-yo all or nothing like, oh, I've got to go hard. And then, oh no, I'm going to get hurt. And then you only need 150 minutes a week to start. So 150 minutes divided by seven days a week is 22 minutes a day. It's really not that hour, right? So all of a sudden you have a lot more uh, opportunity to find moments in the day to make up the 20 minutes and they don't have to be at once. You can break them up however you want, five minutes here, 10 minutes there, as long as you're getting enough intensity for the, the, the um, level that you're at is what really matters. You know, there are people that the, the reason I wrote my book about play and why I'm so passionate about a play is because, you know, you all of a sudden think that um, more is going to be better. And the opposite is true, especially as we're hitting menopause. Less is more. And working within the intensity and the the framework that suits your body and where you're at right now is really the way you want to look at things.
1: So I have a question. Mm -hmm. Um, I am not a runner, um, but I know a lot of women who love running. They love triathletes and marathons, and I'm always very jealous of them. But I have heard that when you hit 40, our body makes a shift, and maybe not right in your 40th year, but in this time frame. And we should be looking less at cardio and more at other areas where we need to ramp up to keep our bodies in optimal health. Is that true?
2: Well, um, there is a FIT formula. Have you heard of the FIT formula? It's yeah. frequency, intensity, type, and time. So the frequency of intensity, type, and time for cardio, for resistance, and for um, recovery. Okay? So there are parameters. Um, So the people that are doing um, triathlons and running, and if that's what they're showing up consistently and ready, willing, able to do, that's awesome for them. It isn't for everybody. And in fact, when I wrote my book, the playbook, how to get in the habit of good health, the thing I was focusing on was the 1.4 billion people in the world that don't even make those 20 minutes up. Like there's a lot of people and that's causing a lot of health concerns. And so yes, there's this, you know, this parameter of the fit formula for cardio is four to seven days a week, um, 150 to 300 minutes depending on the level you're at, the intensity you want, Uh, resistance training, because we got to keep our muscles strong as we age, because that really helps um, keep your bones strong and helps fight um, the middle age spread. Um, And that's two two to three days a week, depending on what you have. And as long as it's functional, um, you know, you don't have to go to a gym Gyms are great, and I the current environment right now has changed a lot of what working out is like for people. But as long as you're getting functional movement, which is the way your body moves, right? So you squat, getting up and out of a chair, out of in and out of on and off of toilet, in and out of bed, in and out of a car, those squats, that's the reason you need that functional movement. Pushing movements, like you're pushing strollers, or you're pushing wheelchairs, or you're pushing a golf cart. Those push-ups are really important. Pulling movements. Those help keep your back strong, and you're going to pull things out of the weeds out of the garden, or you're going to pull thing off a wall. Like there's those movements, and then you have your rotational movements. You know, putting your seatbelt on, reaching for something up at the cupboard, those type of things. As long as you're getting those type of movement patterns at least two to three days a week, it doesn't have to be an hour. You know, can be ten minutes. It depends on what level you're at, and then recovery, um, managing the fact that your body is under chronic stress all the time and having the opportunity to reduce inflammation and pain by stretching five to seven days a week, five to 10 minutes. It depends on where you're at and what you're doing, but those are kind of the parameters, the fit formula for all of those things. And really I have to say, what is it that you like to do and what are you going to show up to do consistently? Cause that's where you need to focus your time.
1: Right. And this is probably really valuable right now because during this period where we're all at home and camps are canceled, um, we can look after our own physical health. But, you know, not all kids want to go outside and play all the time if they're not around the friends that they are used to playing with. And so how can we teach them, keep them going and teach them a healthy lifestyle? And, And that's why I like the play portion of this because... I, I think you've probably got some great ideas on how we can get get those movements in for ourselves and bring our kids out and get them moving and keep them moving. And it's just great like a great mental release to go outside and, and or inside on a rainy day, but find something to do together that's playful and fun, where you both feel you feel like you've accomplished something and the guilt about, you know, your kid being on a screen all day is alleviated just slightly because you made the move for 10 minutes, 12 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever. So what are some ideas around that that you think would work?
2: There's um, a really powerful thing we all have right now. It's called a phone. And uh, we can set timers very easily uh, as we are working through our day for as long as you're conscious about it. You can agree with your child, children, grandchild, grandparent, whatever, about, okay, we're going to take some movement breaks today. Let's try it out. So why don't we set a timer for... 45 minutes or 50 minutes. Everybody do what they want to do. Be on the screen, do the work, blah, blah. And when that goes off, okay, we're going to get up and do something. Okay, what is that something? Well, why not have everybody take a turn and decide what that something is going to be? For me, I would be dancing in my kitchen. For my kids, they might do, be doing handstands on the back lawn. For um, my mother, it might be stretching on the floor. Like, all movement matters, right? It doesn't have to be this uh, like big, hard, intense thing all the time because that actually that those stress things add up to maintaining or holding on to weight and all the, the things that are going on in your body as you're going through menopause. So a variety of fun activities that everybody decides on and when and you set the timer for five minutes and then when five minutes stops, you're like, okay timer's up okay we'll set it again and everybody go back to do what they want to do and then do it again and if you get five four four five minute movements in a day that's your 20 minutes yeah whoa Right. like you know and let let the world be your playground you could be doing hopscotch on the driveway you could be building forts in your living room like wow, like the imagination needs to run wild a little bit and, and allow yourself the opportunity to explore new things because you might rediscover something that really brings you joy. Yeah.
0: Who yeah, else? I actually found that with the bike riding with, you know, within warmer months and and, you know, being able to spend more time with the kids. Like, I love going for a bike ride. They love it. We love it. And it's actually really good exercise. So...
2: Yeah. And it counts, right? Just, it because counts. You're not, just because you're not in a gym doesn't mean you're failing. Yeah. It actually means you're thriving because mm-hmm. you're finally getting this opportunity right now. As I was saying at the beginning, you're all of a sudden have this opportunity to really embrace fun.
0: Mm-hmm. It,
2: it doesn't all have to be like, ugh.
0: What exercises should women be focusing on though, while they're experiencing perimenopause or when they're in menopause, like, you know, we've heard a lot about bone density and, and cardiovascular disease and all of those things that they, you know, those scary things we hear when we're going through menopause, what are things that we can do to preventatively? Well,
2: again, what do you like to do and what are you going to do and start there Um, in in my book. And when I work with my clients on the Play for life system, it's, it's finding where you're going to show up consistently and, and when you're uh, showing up consistently and able to get through a routine or functional mobility routine or whatever it is, that's going to add value to where you're at right now, then you're going to thrive. So, you might still love intense workouts and uh, just know you need recovery. You might love yoga. Um, yoga is a phenomenal mobility exercise. It keeps you your muscles and your joints strong. Um, uh, yeah, just start where you are and pick something that is going to become a habit and something that going, you're going to show up consistently at, as. But as I mentioned earlier, the functional movement patterns, the push-pull-squat rotation – those are fundamental movement patterns that need to be in everybody's um, toolbox so that you, you can continue to do those things as you age and as, as you're, you know, hoping to play with when you're 80 with your grandchildren. So those are the movement patterns that matter the most. So,
1: yeah, and I've heard that, um, you know, as we get a little older and bone density is an issue, um, muscle mass is an issue that doing things like yoga helps to keep our muscles like lean and strong, but also helps us maintain that flexibility. So it's, you know, I think we always think of yoga as a mindfulness sort of activity, but it really is helpful for our joints and our flexibility. Yeah, 100%. You want to be able to tie your shoes, right? When you're older? (laughs) Like <laughs> it's like yoga helps you be able to do that. Sorry, my dog is well, well I'm hoping to be rich enough to have someone tie my shoes for me, but i <laughs> so... well, or
2: slip ons I mean you may not need, you know. But no, having yoga is just it is it's such a wonderful um, uh, way to balance out your exercise routine. And it may be the thing you like to do most. Or maybe you hate yoga, so you don't have to do yoga. <laughs> Do you learning how to stretch or um, roll, having mobility exercises, anything that's going to help you work around the fascia and keep your muscles supple and long? You know, uh, we would all love to have massage therapists, yeah. which is what, you know, rolling and fascia really mimics. Um, you know about rolling, right? Am it's I talking the
1: roller you put under you, that, that foam roller? Yeah. Foam roller that kind yeah. of hurts. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, so being able to um, use a foam roller to help your mobility is equally another tool. Like there's so many tools right now. There's so many, sometimes that's, what's the problem for people. There are so many like, uh, things going on and so many opinions and the fundamentals have never changed. They have never changed. It's, it's marketing and sales has made things really confusing people. But
1: do you mean the fundamentals? Um, They, they don't change even like they don't change through the ages, but they also don't change through our aging process. Well, there's things to consider
2: at every age and stage, right? right? When you're 20 it's not how you're going to show up when you're 50. It's not how you're going to show up when you're 80. Right. However, how you are approaching uh, being open-minded about the changes that are happening and paying attention to your body. You know, a lot of people think, Oh, I can work harder. And if I just do more, then I'm better. And and actually, some, most often, the opposite is true. Um, and the, the, the opportunity to listen to your body and, and pay attention to the feedback. Like if you're really sore and you're hurt, why are you pushing yourself more? It's, it's actually, it's, a, it's more of a stress. It's not actually doing anything better. It's not.
1: I always feel like when I hurt, I've done something.
2: <laughs> yeah, like, no pain oh, no I gain right no
1: It feels so good it hurts so good thanks john cougar melon camp um, <laughs> great that's talk. what i i think we all think that right if you feel it the next day you're like oh i did a really good workout but if you feel it three days in a row you're like well i actually can't do any more workouts because I still can't move so <laughs>
2: <laughs> well also over or overdoing things disrupts your sleep And, you know, uh, fundamentally sleep as also a recovery tool as a way to manage all the other stuff that's going on in your life. I mean, yes, you need to exercise. And before I forget, you know, exercise is not for weight loss. So many people approach this, this whole, uh, belief system that, okay, so if I start running every day, I'm going to lose weight and it's really going to help manage my middle age spread. And quite frankly, the opposite is true. In, in fact, um, uh, well, I've said it a couple of times, more is less, but um, it it's actually does more harm to you that if you are in that mindset, uh, 100%. It does not good. <laughs> it's not good.
0: Yeah, I've, I've noticed myself that um, I definitely need to pay more attention to what I'm putting in my body um, and exercise is one of those things for me that particularly because I had child number two later in life, um, I feel like I need to be stronger for my kids. I need like, I, they're going to take over soon or you, know. want, or you want if to like,
2: keep up with them, right? You want to be strong. As they're
0: growing. so it's been more about you know those twenty or thirty minutes. If I can fit those into my day, great. I've got the strength, but to be a little bit more mindful of the body these days,
2: mm-hmm. yeah,
0: For yeah, hundred
2: percent.
1: Yeah. So what about um, like I think of um, you know exercise is very beneficial during the day. Like I said, and and Ramoni like riding your bike and getting out and doing stuff. It's great for us to get out there and do something we feel like our body really benefits. I feel it's kind of calming during the day; it really brings my stress level down. Mm. But you know, one of the one of the big things of perimenopause and this hormone shift we go through is this lack of sleep. It's an increase in anxiety. Um, it can be depression. Um, and exercise really plays into all of that, right? So. Mm -hmm. we kind of feel like, I think like Ramona and I have talked about several times, like we kind of look at exercise as a way right now to stay sane and to keep off the pounds, but really it's got so many more benefits to it where we really should be considering it as part of our daily regime. It's, it's, you know, like a 20 minute body break from work, from kids, from whatever, you know, we need to do this because Quite honestly, with everything going on right now, if we lose our shit, we are not going to be any good to anybody.
2: A hundred percent.
1: Yeah. And and, you know, and by that, I mean, we're not just losing it because we're at home and we're feeling confined. We're layering in all those symptoms of menopause during COVID, during isolation, where we can't get away from anyone. We can't just clear our heads and have a break that easily. So it's important to find ways to help alleviate those symptoms.
0: Yeah, I've noticed my brain shut off either, right? Like, because I tend to be on a lot of back-to-back video chats all day long for work, so I'm sedentary, but I'm also on a device the entire day. And sometimes after the kids go to bed, I'm on a device again for an hour or two to catch up on some work. So I'm finding my evenings when I go to bed at night, just I can't even wind down and go to sleep. So I really, those days, I really know that, okay, I should have done more exercise today. I should have maybe done 20 minutes of yoga or gone for a bike ride or gone for a walk.
2: Yeah. So three things. One is try to schedule it in your day just you know it's hard i get it there's back to back to back to back meetings i get it but if you put it in as a non-negotiable in your calendar even if it's like i said earlier 5 minutes or at least 20 minutes or whatever you can break it into is a great thing cuz you know uh, really exercises like medicine for the whole body and to your point Jackie about mental health stress, blah, blah. You know, exercise is the kind of the head to toe solution it helps you feel happier. Uh, it helps you feel younger, keeps your memory sharp. It improves your sleep as you were talking about Ramona, um, which I'll get to in this. the third point. It strengthens your heart. It strengthens your muscles. Um, it's, it per- improves or preserves your muscles and it staves off disease and all the effects, a lot of the effects of, of menopause and perimenopause. So that, what are the results of that? Well, you get to enjoy life more. You feel happier. You're more energetic. You're more confident. Like all of the cascading effects of just moving a little more, those are all the benefits that I don't know if people, um, I think people forget that, that that is what can make them just show up better just by playing a little more. Mm -hmm. and and also no shoulds right like sure if you took should out of the out of the out of your english language like i should work out and or i'm bad because i didn't well what would it seem like if you spent your day taking should and bad out of your repertoire um how about i get to play and i can move my body how lucky are we that we have this opportunity not this all or nothing. Like if I do, I do. If I don't, I'm bad. Like finding the opportunity to, to do those. And then when you hit the sack at night, and yes, you've been on lots of Zoom calls and maybe you fit in a 20 minute bike ride. Where are your devices? How are you, what is your pre-bed ritual like? Are you de-stressing enough to actually calm the central nervous system and get a good night's sleep. It's hard. There's a lot of shit going on right now. I don't, you can bloop that out. Um, It's hard, but, but you know, by, by us not getting to a place of of sleep, the deep enough sleep um, because we haven't played and we've been on all day, you know, it doesn't help all those symptoms, managing all those symptoms of menopause at all. It just doesn't. So, Getting to the get to and scheduling it in your day can be a game changer going forward.
1: Yeah. And I I have been buying toys for my daughter that are for me too. So, like, I I got the lemon twist. Does anyone remember the lemon twist?
0: Was that the one you swing around your 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 ankle? ankle. Yes, we have one. Yeah.
1: Yeah, That thing is great for an exercise because it's cardio. I'm not gonna lie, I screw it up all the time. Like I used so to, what? to do this. But um but it's fun because then she'll come in and jump on it too, and then we're skipping and playing Badminton and volleyball when we can get out and do our little body break, right? All of that counts. Yeah. All of it. And to me that's <laughs> no. like we used to do um we used to try and do Pilates courses online in the house and just like my daughter loves to joke around. So it was like full contact, Pilates, blood sport. I'll take
2: you out as you're trying to do things.
1: <laughs> but I <wasn't laughs> feel like we had a lot of fun. I wasn't feeling the workout from it, but we had a lot of fun. And I think, you know, too, having um putting the play into it, it's uh it's not just the physical workout you're talking about. I noticed that when I'm joking around with my daughter and we're doing Pilates, I used to get frustrated because I'm like, I really need this. I need this workout. Please don't screw this up. I want to play with you, but don't screw this up. And then when I kind of gave into it, I realized we're laughing and joking around and we're like rolling around wrestling on a mat. And my spirits just get lifted because all of a sudden I've disconnected my head from the workout, from my work, from everything going on. And we're just having a moment. And I feel like that small little disconnect, it's kind of refreshing. It's energizing
0: yeah yeah I would say you know the one thing that is you know reconnecting with the things that I used to do as a kid as well, um, because you're trying to find ways to connect with your children throughout the day or on the weekends because you're spending a lot of quality time together. (laughs) And same here, like we, we bought a basketball hoop and we bought some other like a Frisbee and like stuff like that, that, you know, we used to do as kids and we've been enjoying that with um, our kids. And I'm actually really glad that you mentioned that Janet, because even those 20 minutes of shooting hoops or throwing a Frisbee, they count as exercise, but they're also actually really helpful in, um, you know, the mindfulness that you have throughout the day and being a little bit more positive.
2: And emotionally connected.
0: Yeah, your family, right? Like- mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think it's hard right now. Like, you know, I'm not gonna lie, there are days where it's hard to be engaged and hard to be connected, because there's so many other stressors around me. So these are, it, it's good. It, they're good reminders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's
1: a good way, like you said, to keep your body moving and know that it's going to be fun. Like, if I say to you, Ramona, hey, we should go on Zoom and do 50 burpees each. Like torture. Oh
0: my God, so <laughs> I hate burpees. I, I hate, hate them. burpees
1: too. Okay. Burpees. You know what? <laughs> I think Trump came up with burpees. Like I think post COVID we're never going to see a burpee again. I want this to be a lesson to any fitness trainer, but, but just like, if you know, you have to do like 50 burpees and whatever, God knows what you're going to be like, Ugh, and you're going to leave it to the last thing you do. If I say, "Hey, you should go like tackle your kid and then play badminton." You're like, "Hell yeah, I'm totally going to do that. That's fun." Yes. Yeah. Fun. What's wrong with having fun? Yeah. We don't <laughs> usually connect working out with and actually I know, crazy. and that's the problem. Yeah. That my, is my, the problem. That is, is anything for, the for sure. I'm going to leave anything. for the gym and I'll say, oh, are you going to work out? And he'll say, yeah. I'm like, okay, we'll have fun. And he'll turn around and go, what are you talking about? Like <laughs> I'm going to the gym. And I'm like, I know, I'm just conditioned. I'm a people pleaser. Have fun. Have fun. You're welcome. Sorry. Thank you. Like, you're right. It's not fun. And then he'll walk in when I'm working it and I'm doing someone's grueling workout. And he's like, that just looks abusive. Like, yeah. And I won't be able to move for three days. Damn, my jeans won't be tight because I'm wearing jeans. I'm wearing sweats. Um, but we don't think of it as fun. We think of it as a chore. It's something we schedule in. It's something we make happen. But really, I like this notion of yours of just making it fun, bringing it back down to like Ramona, like the way we were when we were kids, lemon twist, you know, the bike rides, (laughs) basketball, whatever, like, it should be fun. And it should be engaging. And it should be a way to connect. And if you don't have kids, my husband and I go play volleyball, and if it's like an extremely stressful day, we will start spiking the ball hard at each other. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really hit you right now. Um, but it's just like such a great release, right? We're not going to work out beside each other and do that. You know, we're not going to have a laugh with each other if we're working out guaranteed. So
0: it oh, does sure.
1: bring that humor and laughter and levity into this whole thing. And let's face it, like, menopause like kids or no kids, menopause, COVID, sticking to the, you know, self-destinance, isolation. Yeah. We need this. Yeah. yeah. Disconnect from the brain.
0: Mm-hmm. So Janet, like in terms of menopause, is there, are there exercises that women should steer clear of or maybe do not as much as we used to when we were in our twenties and thirties?
2: Well, um, well, that's a very good question. Um, You know, I think despite like um, someone who's a regular exerciser, you know, and someone who's uh, already got a plan in place and they feel like a badass because they're doing that and it's feeling good and that's excellent. And um, you have to always remember that exercise is a stress on the body. And while you require stress on the body to improve your heart and your muscles, Um, It doesn't mean that you all exercises are perfect for where you're at, at your age and stage. So, um, you know, as I said earlier, more is not necessarily better, but fundamentals matter too, like the functional movements. I was talking about the push, pull, squat, rotation. And um, as, as long as you're listening to the limitations, you know, uh, when people show up between 40 and 50 and 60, they've, arthritis, or they've got joint issues, or they have a low back issue, or leg. Like there's, there's a lot on the spectrum, right? So you have to start where you are and build from that. And you know, if there's nothing wrong with hiring a coach or a trainer to help you understand what the right movements are for your specific case. Um, so I, I can't paint a brush and say do these three things, but always keep in mind you always will need to squat like you're gonna to have to get up and down, you're gonna to have to push things, you're gonna to have to pull things, you're gonna to have to rotate, no matter what. So as long as those are incorporated into whatever routine you do. Um, you know, in many classes, like if there's a lot I, I love classes. I love going to the gym. Like I like that. Um and a lot of those um classes incorporate all those movement patterns. You may think it when you're going through it, but pay attention the next time you're in an exercise class and you'll understand that they're actually doing those four movements somehow within a class
0: somehow those those matter the most for sure yeah they usually do and I I I'm a class person too Mm. and I do go to the gym I like going to a class just because I like having someone tell me what to do for me too yeah I don't I don't want to use but no and you're right those exercises you do see quite a bit in the classes Mm -hmm. yeah
1: I think we do have to focus, like, I bought 10-pound weights um, because I was doing a lot of, a couple of years ago, a lot of skipping and, like, running on the spot and, like, a ton of um, cardio, but then I was told, well, you know, like, now is the point where we are losing that muscle mass and bone density because of perimenopause and the hormone shift, um, this is when we need to be like using those weights and resistance training and, you know, cardio is still important. Our hearts are very important, but we do need to be focusing on building muscle and keeping mm-hmm. that strength and that bone density there, right? So that's like mm-hmm. seems to be a big focus for women over 40.
2: Yes, 100%. Having um, the uh, ability to lift your body weight or a load greater than you, especially if you Have young children, or you have grandchildren, having the ability to practice those movements and and keep strong for those things is really important. A lot of people don't understand why they have to do a like a chest fly, right? Well, you know, there there it is a functional movement. You do need those those push muscles, but when when you're able to um, break down what the functional movement patterns are and how they're going to Stress your muscles, not too much, but just enough to keep them strong and build them and protect your bones. That's what your muscles do. They protect your bones. So you you can fight off um, osteoporosis and a whole bunch of other cascading things that can happen if you don't keep your muscles strong for sure. Atrophy, like you don't want to get weak, and you will get weak if you don't keep practicing. But you can make it fun while you practice them.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. I think that's the key takeaway.
1: Like, no, but, like, it was a great, like, I never looked at it that way, exercise. I was like, I'm at home, everything's bad, oh, my God, now i got to exercise to stay healthy. But I like the concept, I feel better about making it more playful.
0: Hey, and wasn't wow. it, like, Joanna or Joanne and Hal from Body Break? Oh, my God. You remember those? Do you remember those little I remember commercials those, where like, it was, like, this little, you had to do, like, a little it. exercise. We need to get back to the 80s where, you know. Okay, I hate to tell you
1: this, but my husband and I, our nickname on the street is Joanna and Hal, and we play volleyball or badminton, and then some joker always pulls out a speaker and plays the body break music for us.
2: (laughs) I think there's a very small, there is a very small part of the population that knows still what that is,
1: so. (laughs) And trust me, it is our
2: <laughs> yeah, no. I, hey, you know, if if that triggers a movement, uh, an inspiration to want to make you move, awesome. Like that's great. Um, there's, boat. yeah, whatever floats your boat. Whatever's going to be your motivation to move a little more, that's where you have to start. And for people that have not, have not been in the habit of moving more at this stage of life, I personally don't recommend going all in like hard. You know, start where you're at and build very slowly. Fortunately, our, our bodies are smart and your muscles have memory. And, you know, if you have been active in the past and you have maybe not, you have to dust off your shoes and you have to get a little more active, that's okay. Luckily, your muscles have memory and you will come back a lot faster than you think. You yeah. know, it's not to toss in the towel because, oh, shit, like I've just not done nothing. No, you've actually done something. Could you do better? Sure. And what does better look like to you? And how, how can you show up? It's really about consistency. How can you show up in the best way that works for you on a regular basis? That's going to help you meet your targets while you're playing. Really?
1: Absolutely. Hmm. That was, that was great information, but it wasn't even just the information. It was the shift of mindset. I really appreciate that.
2: Yeah, you're welcome. You know, it's, uh, it's nice to think out of the box. And I think, uh, our world right now needs a little more thinking outside the box than um, following the way things were prior to the 2020 happening. If someone—I don't know about you guys—but if someone had told me on this, uh, January 1st, "Hey, by the way, there's a lot coming up that you might want to just cancel your membership at the gym, and you might yeah. want to really like maybe paint your house a little bit before you're yeah, going to awesome. live there a lot." Yeah,
1: you may Get not want sidewalk
2: chalk. Get some sidewalk chalk. Get some lemon twist things that you can, yeah.
0: Upscott. And a lot of toilet paper. And a lot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna need your squats. They come in very handy. Well, especially if you are on the sourdough <laughs> bread craze. Right. <laughs> yeah. We didn't even talk about nutrition. Oh my goodness. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, anyway.
1: You know what? That was that was really great. I hope that. Um, you know, everyone listening sort of takes in this information and thinks about ways that they can sort of readjust and, and figure out their own sort of routine to make it more fun, make it more approachable, right?
2: Yeah, I I really hope uh, you know, ha- just if have fun. That's an order. Like, just go have fun and and be okay with whatever that looks like to you, as long as you're meeting the World Health Organization kind of parameters of at least 20 minutes a day, um, whatever way works for you. It can include a vacuuming, by the way. Um, And, you know, at least two to three times a week of some strength and and at least five to seven days a week of like five to 10 minutes of mobility, stretch, yoga, whatever is going to work for you. As long as those are being met somehow and schedule it in and, and think outside the box. Today, for example, I skipped... I had 10 minutes, so I was like, oh, I'm going to go skip in my driveway.
1: Good for you. Mm-hmm. Good for you. Because
2: you can. It's, you it's can. okay. We
1: yeah. got, we've got the, the time and the space. So, yeah. mm-hmm. Janet, thank you so much. That was, that was fabulous. Thank um, you. We'll be following up with a Facebook Live where, awesome. you know, people who've listened to our, our conversation with you can sort of think of some questions. Um, We'll post the date for the Facebook Live. And then, you know, we invite everyone to, like, join us and ask Janet if you've got some questions, you want her to clear anything up she talked about today, um, or you want any extra tips on fun little things you can do to make working out and getting some exercise just a little more playful. So thank you so much for joining us, and uh, we hope to join us again soon. Thanks for having me. Okay, we'll see you you later. Bye, Bye. guys.